what I want to do today is I want to talk about, about model mom. Some of you like already checked out. Well, I'm no model mom. And, uh, and I want to help a sister out today. And you can be a model mom. And I don't think that we ought to go through life and just get by. I, I, that's just not my belief. I believe if we're going to do life here on this earth, we ought to do it right. And if we're going to exist, let's do it right. Let's not just go through and be average or, or, or below average, but let's be above average. Let's be a model that others can follow. Uh, Paul the Apostle says, uh, he says, follow me as I follow the Lord. And so we are created to be influencers. We're created to be leaders here on this earth. We're leading somebody. And, uh, and we want to might as well lead them in the right way and be a model that they can follow. Amen. Amen. And so as I got in scripture and was praying about this message, I thought about a couple of ladies and, and one's a grandma and one's a mom. And they were a grandma and a mom to a young man named Timothy that eventually got old and died. But anyhow, uh, he was a young man when, whenever this was written, when Paul the apostle was talking to him. And, and I just want to read it to you, and I'm going to pick up some thoughts from this, and hopefully in our time together that you'll not only be encouraged, but that you could see that you could be a model. That it's not beyond your reach, that it's something that can take place. And maybe, maybe you're there right now, and you're doing a great job. This will be an encouragement to keep it up, because I'm telling you that you are being opposed. Anything that's moving forward has opposition. And if you're moving forward in, in being the great mom that God wants you to be, there's opposition. There's an en enemy out there trying to kill, steal, and destroy anything and everything that God's doing and wanting to do through you. Isn't that right? And so uh, it'll be an encouragement to you. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, we'll start there. This is Paul writing to a young, a young man. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son. Now, it wasn't his biological son. He was a spiritual son. And he said to, to Timothy, a beloved son. So there's, a, there's some intimacy there. There's some relationship there. There's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, there's some, you know, he has influence in his life. And he's speaking to him as, as somebody that's dear to him, that loves him. And he's communicating to him some, some truth, that, uh, and some, imparting some things into him. And he says, grace, mercy, and peace. Don't forget the word mercy, folks. Don't forget the mercy. It says, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. And, and as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be f uh, filled with joy. Paul said, listen, I remember basically whenever we parted, you were, you were sad at our parting. But he's saying, he's saying I'm going to be back. He says, when I call to the remembrance the genuine faith that was in you, get this, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands of my hands for God has given has not given us a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind. 
And so here's what I want us to understand is that every one of us are a product of our, those that influence our life. And Paul says, listen, I, I know that you are who you are because of your grandma, because of your mom, because of your grandma Lois and your mother Eunice. And they were women of faith. They were people that, uh, that lived for God, loved God, pursued God. And as a result, that's why you are who you are today. And don't forget to stir up the gift that's in you. And by the way, you just press on and don't allow fear to come into your life. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You're able to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish, not only because God's for you, but because of the input and the impartation that came through your grandma and your mama. And grandparents, you're out there. Thank God I'm one of those. I love my grandchildren. We have great influence in our children's and grandchildren's lives. We do. We have great influence. So this also is applicable not only to mothers but also grandmothers, grandparents. Amen? And I believe the desire of all of us, I hope, I would hope as parents or as influencers, as spiritual parents, whether we're spiritual or natural, biological parents, that we would want our children to love God, live for God, and to live by the Word of God. As a matter of fact, uh, 3 John 4 says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That they walk in truth. God wants us to walk in truth. Why is that? If we're not walking in truth, then we're walking in bondage. You shall know the truth, and the truth that you know shall set you free. It will liberate you to be the person that God wants you to be. Let me tell you what else truth does. Not only does it liberate us, not only does it help us to be the person or the people that he wants us to be, but it also allows us to influence and impact people around us. When we're walking in truth, that truth is passed on to other people. It's passed on to our children. And so we, we want, it starts, with the, it starts with us. It starts with us walking in truth. As parents, as grandmas, as, 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 as mothers, it starts with us walking in truth. Amen? Amen. And let me tell you, let me, I want to impart some heart here because I, 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 don't want, I don't want anybody to walk here. This is not just a message for Mother's Day. This is something that we need to grab hold of and make sure that we are, we are grabbing hold of this with our life. Because anybody walking outside of the truth is game for not only for uh, and, and, you know, uh, eternal damnation, but it's also a, a person walking outside of truth is game for the enemy to come in and just kill, steal, and destroy. We have truth. The truth is powerful. It's forever settled in heaven. We need truth. Not only do we need it, but we want to pass that on to our children. It, It bothers me. It bothers me that people don't have a great respect and reverence towards the truth of God's Word. It's our life. I'm anchored to it with all of my being. I'm, it's my life. This is what I live by. If you're not living by the truth of God's word, what are you living by? What ideas, what philosophies, what, what uh, standards do you live by? And is it working for you? Absolutely not. 
I was, I was talking to our team this morning, our pastoral team, and I said, you know, it just boggles me that some people just do not get it. They'll keep hitting that wall, that brick wall. Kaboom! Hit that brick wall. Hit that brick ball, wall. And I keep telling them, you got to love God, live by the truth, and it will, God will work it out for you. You got to walk in the truth. And some people, I guess they're just a little hard-headed and just don't get it just yet. But I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. It all comes through him. And so what I want to do is I want to I talk about three things that I believe that will help every, every uh, mom be a model mom. Everyone be a model mom. Let me give you the secret of that. Number one, model moms are Christians. They are Christians. You might think, oh yeah, I'm talking about Christians, Christ-like. The word Christian means to be Christ-like. I'm not somebody, I'm not talking about somebody that professes to be Christian or somebody that may have gotten born again but not being Christ-like. I'm talking about Christ-like, Christ followers, those that are devoted to being who God says they are to be. Amen. 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 And, 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 and if you and I want to be model people, specifically if you uh, ladies want to be model moms, you've got to be, you got to be a great Christian. I, I, I remember um, myself for six years, I was, a, I was a single parent, had gotten divorced, and in that divorce I was able and pursued, and thank God, God... Uh, through uh, supernatural intervention, was uh, allowed me to be a a a the the one to raise my son, and and it was a, a, you know God, I, there's a whole story behind that. But I remember I didn't want my son to ever suffer because of the decisions of his parents, and I, so I I I I wanted I mean I wanted to have him uh, surrounded around the things of God, and I felt like God showed me this. Years ago, if you want if if you want him to turn out to be right, just be a just be a good Christian. Make sure that uh, that my my priorities are your priorities, that my desires are your desires, that my principles are your principles, that my pursuits are your pursuits. And I just felt like if I would live that away, and 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 do that, that my son would turn out all right. Regardless, because you know, there's, and you'll find this out in a little bit, there's not any, any, any functional home. Amen. We're all dysfunctional. Amen. You might get offended at that, but uh, I, I, if, we, if we didn't have some dysfunction in our life, then we have no need for Jesus. Amen. We've got some impurities, we've got some imperfections, we've got some issues in our life. Don't you agree? Yeah. And, and so we, we, we need Jesus Christ. And I knew I was going to make some mistakes that was wrong. And he said, you just, you just be a good Christian and I'll make sure that everything turns out all right. Amen. And so let me give you a couple of scriptures. First of all, Proverbs 14.1 out of the Amplified says, The wise woman builds her house on the foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands. How? By ignoring godly principles. 
When we ignore the truth of God's word, when we ignore what God says, we don't even realize that we're tearing down what God's trying to build up. He's trying to build up a a legacy. He's trying to build up a heritage that's going to continue on in the things of God. And we, by ignoring God's word, by ignoring what, it just gets me. You all all right? It just gets me why some people do not place great importance on the local church. The local church is a body. We're to be connected to the body. The body feeds the rest of the body. We're connected to help people, to be what God wants them to be, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to do life and ministry together. And I'm telling you, one of the things that was a priority and has, still has, is and still will be, my, my son even mentioned it this morning, is church. He said he remembers when he was a kid. He could not wait. He lived for Wednesday night. He lived for Sundays. He lived to get to church. Because it built him up and strengthened him. And I'm here to tell you that being a good Christian will impart into your children. Not necessarily that you're preaching to them. But there's more caught than taught. They're watching your life. It's what they see uh, living out and done in your life that that builds great influence in their life. And I don't care if you've, up to this day, you've not been the Christian that you, that Christ-like person that you need to be. Today, you settle the fact that you're going to live for God. And God will pick it up and he'll, he'll begin to work. And, and maybe there's a mess in your life. that. And let me tell you, God's a master at messes. He can fix them. He takes broken lives. He turns them around. Don't think that you can, you can, you can come and, and get your stuff together and then come to church. No, you come to church so that you can get your stuff together. You come to God so that you can. He can work in your life. Amen. And so model moms are Christians. Number two, model moms are courageous. They're courageous. Let me tell you, most women are. They're the ones that usually, if you go through the scripture and you see it just in history, it's the women that step out in faith. It's the women that walk the walk. I mean, he says, I call. Paul said this in 2 Timothy 1.5. He says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also. These, these women were courageous. And we got to be courageous to live by faith. To... to See what God says and go ahead and operate in it. Even though, you know, faith is, faith, living by faith is, you live by what, not what you see. You live by what you believe. You believe, you, you live by what God says, not by what you see. Faith is not by, and faith is not by what we see. It's by what we believe. We live by faith and not by sight. And so we got to train our children by faith, and we got to train them to live by faith. <laughs> my grandson. You know I love my grandchildren. Have I said that lately? <laughs> I, I don't know if I have, but in case you haven't heard it, I love my grandchildren. Amen. My grandson is like super awesome. Well, he, he was at, uh, at our house on Monday, 
And, uh, and he, he, he persuades Pops to uh, allow him to play on his iPad for a little bit. Mom, plug your ears. <laughs> but he was playing on, his, on my iPad. And, and, and I just, I, and let me tell you something about my daughter-in-law, my son. They, they're raising my grandchildren in, in the things of God. They're courageous in the face, in the face of a, a godless world, in the face of an anti-church world. They are saying, no, we're, we're courageous and we're going we're gonna to train them up in the things of God. We're going to raise them up in the things of God. Well, on Monday, my son, my grandson's playing his, uh, playing my iPad, and he he stopped and he got excited and he says he stopped uh, the game, put it on pause, and he says, "Poppy," he says, "I just I just did what I learned yesterday." I said, "What are you talking about?" He says, "I learned in church yesterday determination." And I was determined to get, I don't know, some score or something, and I got it. I said, that's all right, bud. Way to go. Hey, he, in, he's six years old. He applied it to what he's, his, his business there, and it's working for him. Amen? Determination. I love it. And it's because of courageous parents. Let me tell you something. There's going to be a day... In the face of opposition, that he's going to need determination. And he's going to get through whatever he's going to have to get through. And it was because of a godly mom in his life. And it was because of godly dad in his life. Amen. Amen. We've got to be courageous. I don't care what the world's saying. We need to be, uh, we need to be not hidden Christians or closet Christians. We need to be out in the open saying, yes, we live for God. God is the way. Amen? There is no other way. And our children need to know that. Our children need to know that. They're going to go through some stuff. And they need to be trained now. Not when they get older. Now. So that when they face whatever they face, they're able to overcome it. That they have that determination to be able to overcome. And so a wise woman builds her house. And uh, Matthew, uh, I love this out of Matthew's gospel. Uh, there were some people that came to Jesus and said, said Jesus, there's, there's your, your mom and your, and your sisters outside or your brothers are outside. And, and in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 47 through 50, it says this. The one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who, who, who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said this, Those who are courageous. He didn't say that, but he could have. He says, Here are, here, here are my mother and here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my, my brother, my sister, and my mother. It's those that are courageous. It's those that are going to step out. It's those that are going to move forward in, in, the, in the face of opposition. Listen, anytime you're moving forward, you're going to have opposition. You're going to have resistance. There's a resistance out there. It's called demonic forces trying to keep you back. You be courageous because you will come out ahead. Amen? Third thing I want to share with you this morning is that model moms are not only Christians courageous, but they're challenged. <laughs> <laughs> challenged 
Now, I, 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 you're taking it differently than how I meant it. I'm talking about you're challenged in that you don't have all, you don't have it all together. You're challenged. We're all challenged. I'm talking about you want good, you want the best, but you, you, you just haven't learned yet. And you're still struggling and you're still, you know, you've got issues and you've got, you, you've got imperfections in your life and you're dysfunctional and, and all of those things. And so I grabbed a video, I grabbed a video that uh, great moms is, is from a church called Elevation Church and, and they, they did some interviews with some moms and uh, I just want to show it to you real quick and then I'll be right back up. Is that you? <sighs> it's like, I want so much more, but <sighs> you, know, you know that you're challenged, right? You're challenged. Do you know that God knows you're challenged? That God knows that you don't have it all together? In the middle of your challenges, you can still be a model mom. That you're a work in progress and God knows that. That he knows that you can, you can, you know, have this issue or issues in your life and, and, and still God work in the middle of that. I remember years and years ago, I struggled. Early on in my Christian walk, I was learning, I was growing, and I struggled. I struggled with, uh, uh, you know, I didn't want to displease God. I wanted to please God. I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing, making the right decisions, but I was just learning. And I remember I, I, I was getting, I was actually getting to a point where I was becoming passive and not making decisions rather than making a decision and going with it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to displease God. My heart was right. My head was wrong. Do you understand that your heart can be right and your head wrong? You can, have the, you can have the right heart to want to do the right thing, but still up here you've got some screwed up thoughts. And all of us do. We're learning every day, all the time. Hopefully you're getting in the Word every day for the benefit of your kids. Hopefully you're praying every day so that God can speak to you for the benefit of your kids. Hopefully that you're in a small group so that you're getting with other people so that you can be sharpened for the benefit of your kids because iron sharpens iron. Hopefully you're doing these things so that it helps you to be a better person so that your children turn out better. And I remember I struggled and struggled and struggled. 
And one day I heard a message by uh, a man by the name of Pastor Jack Hayford. He's a, an old-time pastor. He's, uh, I think, in his 80s now, maybe. I think in his 80s. And I remember him telling, uh, saying this, and I said, telling me. I w- we weren't in one go. <laughs> I heard a message. Uh, I've heard him preach in person, but uh, that wasn't one of those times. But I remember him preaching, and he, he says, God can take a person that has the right heart and get them right back on course where they need to be. Don't be fearful. It's better to make a decision if your heart's right and that decision be wrong than not make a decision at all and, 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 and miss out on what God wants you to do. And I was like, wow. Because and, and, and here was the scripture that God brought to me, and I don't remember it was if he brought it out or if later on I, uh, it was brought out, but it was the parable of the talents where there was the one that was given five, one was given two, one that was given one, and the one that was given one hit, hit his talent and did nothing with it out of fear. And the Bible called him unprofitable, called him actually wicked unprofitable servant and I don't want to be a wicked unprofitable servant I want to take what God's given me and I want to be able to use it in in other people's here's the point ladies get your heart right but no you still have issues do the best that you know to do today and tomorrow you'll grow into the person that you need to grow into there are still today, there are decisions, there's decisions that I made last year that I won't make today. I made the best decision that I knew to make last year, but let me tell you, I'm immature in some areas. I know that you may not realize that, but I've got some immaturity in me. We all do. We should be all maturing. And so I, I, I am making some decisions today that next year I will not make. I'm seeking God. My heart's right. I'm wanting to do the right thing. I remember years ago, I was a young Christian. God was starting to use me, and I, I, I started a small group, and lives were being impacted in, in our church, and, and just God was just using me, and I was an usher back then. We're talking back in New Mexico, and, and I, I got a little prideful. And by the way, that's something that all of us battle with, Pride. On a regular basis, a daily basis. And I had gotten a little prideful. Again, my heart was right, my head was wrong. And I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to, I, was, I, was, I started being concerned about how people viewed me. And I even went to my pastor, one of my pastors, and I said, listen, I want to I wanna step out of ushers because I, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, God's doing this through my small group. And I don't want people to look at me wrong and them not receive the ministry from me thinking that usher, ushering was a, a, a less ministry than, than a small group leader. And around here now, we understand that there's no ministry that's more elevated than another. What I do up here is no, no more important than the, uh, the, the one that uh, helped park the cars out front. We all, listen, if, if somebody pulls into our church and we're rude to them, it's going to prevent them from receiving Christ in this place. Do you understand that? Every, every person is important in this place. Every person that serves. All our dream teamers are important. Amen. I'm not more important than anybody else. But I'm telling you, my head was goofed up. Thank God. Thank God that my heart was right. 
And God was to steer me and he was able to steer me back on course right away. Not because a pastor said, hey, you're, you got some stinking thinking. He didn't even tell me that. He allowed me to do that. Now, I don't know whether that was right or wrong, but he allowed me to do that. But it was a very short time that God began to deal with me and say, that, that's pride. Yeah. And I got back into ushering. Amen. 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 Here's, the, here's the thing. I don't know, Mom, I, if you're fearful of making mistakes or if you've blown it and, and maybe you've impatient like some of the ladies or, or whatever, you just keep growing. You just keep loving God. You just keep loving your children. You just keep learning. And God will get you where you need to go. Your children are going to be okay. He knew that you were going to be challenged. He knew that you had issues. He knew that you were a work in progress. Are you, are you hearing me this morning? I'm here to tell you, you can be a model mom if you'll just put God first and if you'll do this. Now, here's, here's a, a, a couple of scriptures just real quick I want to share with you that God shared with me during that time uh, of me being a parent, wanting to do the right thing and, and uh, with my son and just life and everything. He, 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 and this is a prayer that if, you, if I prayed for you, you'll probably have heard me pray this over you, some of you. And it's this in Psalm 138.8. It's this. It says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Amen. He will perfect it. Well, that tells me that there's some imperfections that need perfecting. And when God puts his hand on our imperfections, our imperfections of in parenting and our imperfections in being moms and our imperfections and whatever, God will perfect it. Yes. In other words, he's going to work in your situation. Your children are going to be okay. Yes. They're going to be okay. The best thing that you can deposit in them is God. And if they got God on their side, they're going to be okay. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's, let's go on. It says, the Lord will perfect that that concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord. Remember I told you, don't forget the word mercy. What's mercy needed for? It's needed for our stupidity. It's needed for our wrong decisions. It's needed for our ignorance when we've made uh, decisions based on just a lack of knowledge. We need mercy. And I'm here to tell you that God's mercy is new every morning. His mercy is here for you. If you'll just receive it today. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, he'll, because you love him, he'll work all things out for your good. He'll take, he'll take your imperfections and he'll turn it around and he'll work it for good. Be blessed today, moms. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to you.